Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, Johnny G, the number one fuck boy. The number one fuck boy. Your number one fuck boy, John Gabris. Uh, you can call me Gabris, just like all my friends. Joining me in the High and Mighty studios, as always, is my co-host, Arthur, gnawing on a Nyla bone. And our guest, oh, he likes the mic, must smell like breath of guests past. And also joining me in the High and Mighty studios is uh, comedian, writer, hilarious human being, Allie Waller. Allie, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. Is it Waller or Waller? Waller. Wait. Well, Are they the, the same, same word? Okay, yeah. <laughs> one is like a Baltimore accent. Yeah. All right. Waller. I have to say, because I always thought for a long time, just I think like visually, I thought it was garbage. Yes. That is something we talk about, <laughs> is that there must, so many people think that. Uh-huh. It's only six letters, and so many people flip the two. I think that there must be some like neurological or like reading or auditory thing that flips those two letters. That feels more natural. Yeah, because even you look at it and you see not what it is. Right, and that's not like Gabris versus Gabris or whatever, which is just phonetical, but Garbus is a flip of two letters, and I swear it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. It was like the most, and I don't understand what it is, I'd love to do some research. Um, and you should have a um, uh, uh, lingu- a linguist come a li- on, a cunning linguist. I should, <laughs> I should have a uh, a <laughs> entomologist. No, that would be. <laughs> I don't even know what that. That is. means like I think how words are made. That wouldn't help because my last name is not a word. I mean, it's a word. You know what I mean. A cunning uh, <laughs> linguist would be actually. Yeah, I remember seeing a Bond movie once where the uh, Bond speaks in German and the woman's like. You're such a cunning linguist, James. And uh, my dad like laughed, and I was like, "What does that mean?" He's like, "It means he eats pussy well." And I was like, nine. <laughs> and I was like, oh. My dad was like, accidentally too frank in that moment. <laughs> and now, cunning linguist stands out in my head as a great compliment. My mom once asked uh, uh, if I if I li- my mom is just like a very wonderful woman, but very outgoing Jewish woman who often just crosses boundaries with me that she shouldn't. <laughs> but she said at one point, I think I was like maybe in college, and she asked if I like like it when men go down on me. <laughs> 
And like, I kind of just like got uncomfortable with the question. She's like, you have to just relax. And then it was like for years, I just couldn't. <laughs> like I didn't have a problem with it before but then for years after oh she ruined even the act of yeah because I would immediately be thinking about my mom oh that's saying, brutal saying just relax <laughs> <That's> yeah. Bru- <laughs> yeah Allie you need to relax <laughs> <laughs> clink uh, yeah. <laughs> some dude's jaws crushed uh, it's funny that you say uh, reading my name I always thought it was garbage one of the running things in these reviews is people getting my name wrong they think that's a very funny bit so we're going to read some reviews in my podcast while you're here Allie real quick and you know this is as self-indulgent as it gets can't wait um, and as always listeners if you rate me five stars and roast me in the comments I will read them out loud so uh, here we go. Ah, uh, this is a long one. All right. Juan Gabrino is one of the most utterly disturbing human beings I've had the misfortune of knowing exists. Him and the guy that owns every now that's what I call music cassette and CD are tied for first. Listening to him and his Long Island accent struggle to try to grasp the English language enough to put together an hour-long podcast is at times mildly funny, but mostly horrifying. Waiting with bated breath every time he pauses to subdue his indigestion, caused by what I'm guessing is chicken parm sandwich number five for the day, leaves me yearning for the day when his death rattle finally sticks. The only respite I receive when I realize he hasn't finally succumbed to his poor diet and life choices is that he hasn't fallen over on poor Arthur and crushed the little fella. Oof. Uh, your podcast and your appearances on Comedy Bang Bang provide needed laughter. Okay. Thank you. Huge fan. Five stars. Uh, <laughs> Huge fan. Five stars. <laughs> yeah, that's another running trend is that at the end you just tag it with a quick compliment. Like, listen every episode. But, man, that one hits uh, pretty close to home. Yeah. Uh, although I am on a diet, so I just had poke bowl number one, mm-hmm. sub rice for seaweed. What is that? Poke is like uh, Hawaiian ceviche, more or less. It's like raw fish in like a citrus sauce. Okay, so like high percentage opportunity to get sick. Oh, very, oh and yeah, it's delivered via Postmates, oh, via a stranger in a Toyota Prius. So you know that the raw fish is doing well. <laughs> well, I didn't think of it like that until right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's healthy, but it's not healthy. Uh, did you see here they said Long Island accent? Um, I thought you were from Long Island upon many people do and it was funny because I asked you if you were from Long Island when you were coming on the podcast and you were like a lot of people think that and then like kind of brushed it away like it was a bad thing I was like I'm from Long Island (laughs) and I guess that's just because you're like a wise ass Jewish girl is what I like that's that kind of you're kind of like the girls I hung out with coming up yeah, it, well, it's like I like I like being Jewy, and but like a lot in college because there were a lot of Long Island girls. I went to Tulane. Oh, okay. And yeah. everyone like at Thanksgiving, Christmas would be like, "So you flying into Islip?" And I'm like, "Fucking Los Angeles!" <laughs> like, because I just never. I grew up to hate the like put together Jappy girl, right. and so that's what I don't want to be. But I you think- are like the other type of Jewish Long Island girl, which right. is like the cooler than it all, like drinks coffee, or like n- not a blended frappuccino in her white BMW. Um, <laughs> that's the most go-to anti-Semitic misogynistic thing no, I could say. it's fine. But you're like the other girl that drinks black coffee and is like, this woman's a fucking nightmare. Right. But know? I still have a very nice bag and I drive a white Audi. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you guessed that was fantastic. White Beamer and a Kate Spade bag was like all you needed when you were fucking 17 in the late 90s on long island um all right here's a, here's another one uh, this is from oh that that crate uh that that long ass one was by i get paid by your taxes bong okay mm. don't get that at mm. all um here we go 
It's so refreshing that there are still buffoons like John Gabris who will speak incorrectly on almost any topic with the confidence of someone who actually understands how facts and logic work. <laughs> Religion, politics, comedy, he knows nothing about any of these. <laughs> but we'll bring in people who understand the subject just so he can interrupt them with stupid stories that alternate between sad and disgusting. The three, uh, the three <laughs> topics he does seem to be an expert in are drinking, gambling, and overeating. That's great. So, yeah, <laughs> and he's not wrong. So here's to Hollywood's least favorite, slovenly, belligerent fuckboy. May you find another unfulfilling, ultimately pointless career opportunity very soon. Five stars. <laughs> but he basically said you were, the thesis of that is that you're super fun. Yeah, well. <laughs> I read that as a total win. Yeah, Goofy Foot, nice work at taking a dig at me. But to be honest, I, all I do know is drinking, gambling, and overeating. And Compliment I'm, City. I'm not very good at any of those things, but I like them. They all make me very upset physically and emotionally. Um, yeah, take, yeah, Goofy Foot religion politics comedy you don't need to know shit about that. i'm not a nerd well you don't have to know anything i can't imagine because i barely paid attention in school but now in the days of google i can't imagine sitting and pay- i'd be like i can just google this i know i couldn't like <laughs> i prided myself i prided myself on uh being able to memorize things at like the last minute and just sort of getting by on my charm and memorization like i would be so much more of a waste now yeah I was so easily distracted in high school, and this is 1996. <laughs> like, I could only imagine, like, if I had a fucking computer in my pocket filled with video games and possible ways to look at boobs. Not doing shit. Yeah. Not even, oh, God, it just fucking masturbating is like, was would be on a hold. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> you, you think I just your shut iPhone. and lock the door. I'm like, man, let's talk about masturbating. Okay. Um, <laughs> where's my pepper spray? But you're saying that you would you would be on your iPhone more than you would masturbate. If you were in high school, right? Oh, Is that no, what I was saying, saying like the, because of internet porn, I feel like I would be. Oh, okay. Because that oh. came late. Yeah, that came late. That came like into college is when I really internet. I, I would just be, it's just another, I would be looking at, I would be embarrassing. my. I'd be the guy who has to change schools because like a dick pic mm-hmm. that he sent to a popular girl who like catfished him. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'd be like, of course you want to see my soft little wiener. Sure. <laughs> Let's not get into mistakes that never were, and let's get into mistakes that actually happened. Sure. Wow. That's why I host this podcast. I got segues like that. I love it. Uh, and yeah, and you, uh, Goofy Foot called me out on having guests on that are experts in things that I don't know anything about. This is truly one of the topics I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Dating. Yeah. But I've you've done monologues, Ask Cat, and I've seen you do stand-up, and I follow you on Twitter, and you're... Uh, your points of view and your uh, dating stories have always made me laugh. So Thank I was you. like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Because I know nothing about I've never been on a date. Yeah. So you, you met your wife in college. I met my wife in college where the first time we made out was like my 20, like the day after my 21st birthday, you know? And then, and you were together ever since. Together. We went on dates, but like I never went on a first date with a person, with a girl. And not knew what was going to happen. Like, are, is this going to work out between us? Because in high school and college, it's always like, they're your girlfriend first. Right. You say, will you be my girlfriend? And then go on dates. At least it was back then. Right. And so I never, I've never sat down with a person for the first time and been like, I wonder if we're going to hook up at the end of the night. I've been on hundreds of dates, I think. <laughs> it's really a bummer to talk about. But because, yeah, just years of being single and just going on like three dates a week, um, like compulsively just like. Now, do you like it? Sometimes, like if you're out of a relationship that, that I wanted to be out of, like the first window, like my two boyfriends ago that like I hadn't done I was like really curious about Tinder 
And by the way, if you're in a relationship and you're curious about Tinder, that means you're not in a good relationship. <laughs> okay, well, then I'm not going to say my sentence about Tinder. <laughs> but I am very curious yeah, about Tinder. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. No, I'm not like curious like I want to do it. I'm just like, God, if, if I wonder what things would have been like if I had that. Yeah, it's it's really fun for like a window and because also because it's like you don't have to go out. You can be your like single burrito eating, wine drinking, whiny girl self and then also find a date without having to like go out and get dressed like, and like try to talk to, to go to the places where the guys are where people might you might want to meet people. You can just meet them all in a virtual. You're just like you can get a bar. date while you're like in sweatpants eating a burrito. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Or like you can feel alone and then next thing you know, you're like texting somebody and there's the excitement of, oh my God, is this person exciting? Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I could only, like it feels like it would be, to me it feels like a Black Mirror type thing where, like just like having the phone in your pocket in high school, where it's like, it seems like it would be awesome, but may easily undo me as like a gentleman or a human, like... It's well, it's just so sad because it's like you're online shopping. Um, and then there was a point too where, like, if you imagine how many people, and Tinder is just fucking everybody, it's like everybody in Los Angeles. And there was a point where, like, I got to the bottom of Tinder. Like, I was just <laughs> so, like, it? there was, yeah, it was just like for days. I was you're like, we like, have no more a options. A dude named for you. Zebra. <laughs> 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 Does there, it go in? It doesn't go in alphabetical order. I'm assuming. No, it's like locate based on your location. The um, closer guys pop up first. But then I'd, I'd imagine, yeah, that if if you're me and then you're really getting to it, you're starting. It's just the <laughs> radius is getting bigger. Like, he lives in Mendocino. I'm gonna go <laughs> drive there. Long distance is fine. Let's go to Mendo. I need a five hour commute to see my boyfriend. That's what I need. That's like the a perfect amount of distance. That one friend was like, "You have to make your radius bigger because." Los Angeles people suck, but I'm like, but then I'm like that, and then we're talking the Inland Empire. Yeah, like Los Angeles people suck too, but like how much better are Glendale or Whittier? Like, yeah, meth heads (laughs) covered in tattoos. Yeah, yeah, you got to get like a San Diego stand-up paddleboarder type guy. (laughs) That doesn't sound appealing either. Nobody flat brim Hurley hats, high black socks. (laughs) Nobody, and like I'm very open. Like I had a lot of things where I would like doubt myself. I'm like, okay, the like plaid shirt wearing bearded comedy fan, comedian, whatever. Like that's not working. So like I should try the boring lawyer or the whatever. But like anybody with a lot of sports pictures, it's like nobody that's active is going to match. Like we're just not a match. Yeah, I can see. I have like a lot of weird theories about internet dating for someone who's never done it. And I feel like that kind of thing that you're saying here about sports guy I would never match with is is true 99 times out of 100 but like because it's the internet you might be blowing past someone who is like like for example my wife is uh she's going to appreciate this sort of takes a while to get ready very well put together which is not something if you said what are you looking for in a girl? I would have ever said. Right. And I would have like, maybe if we were like all things uh, removed, any, like I, if I saw her on uh, Tinder, I'd be like, she seems like a lot to deal with. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, turns out she is a ton to deal with, but in like, I can handle it now. My current boyfriend has two earrings. Ah. That would be, and we met on Tinder, and I think there was like one picture where I was like, I can't tell if that's like an the earring Harrison or Ford not. Thing? Is he wearing an earring? <laughs> yeah, and you can't, you can't ask, but that's definitely something like I would have ask. immediately been like, you can't be like, is that an earring? Hey, do you have earrings? Hey, quick question. Yeah, I'd love to meet up. Coffee sounds great. Quick question. Is that you, an earring? Do you have earrings? So he has one in each ear. He has one in each ear. Wow. He's a music producer, so the what the justification he is he was like a big. I mean, he still is, but. 
but like he is like a music producer and like really in the 90s were like his sweet spot when he started working and that's when he got them yeah and now sense. he's just like if i took him out there's like holes there so i just keep him in he doesn't have gauges does he what is that oh the, no the no big, no okay. that's a swipe that's a big no yeah swipe left is the no yeah yeah no oh but yeah right and like you you might and he might this is it's seems like it's working and you're like fuck i would have maybe just thrown the baby out with the bathwater because of the earrings yeah. yeah but even though my parents was like between him working in music and him uh having earrings like i there's just a lot of questions like does he do d- drugs like would <laughs> he doesn't do drugs does he you know, like, he doesn't do drugs <laughs> yeah that's got to be funny too because like uh i'm almost at probably the youngest that thinks Tinder is like too new for them, mm-hmm. right? Like mid thirties is probably the age where you're like, okay, I guess I'll do Tinder. Mm-hmm. Like trying to explain to my mom that I met a girl, this girl I met online dating. Like, I feel like my mom, what do you have? Like our parents' generation would be like, that's bad. That's sketchy. I think now it's pretty, com- it's pretty common. Yeah. I guess old people are doing, ma- <laughs> old people, I sound like such a fucking youngest ageist, but old people are doing match and stuff like that now. Uh, yeah, they're getting a lot of STDs. That's like a whole thing. They're right? Like, oh, that, uh, yeah. In nursing homes, like STDs are spreading like wildfire. Isn't that great? That's fucking awesome. Ugh, uh, yum. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be like, be put in a nursing home when I'm like 48. <laughs> I'll be like, don't worry about it, baby. I'm okay here. <laughs> I'm having fun. Wait, so what are your theories about dating that I can tell you if they're correct or not? Um, I oh, so, so I don't know much about like the dynamics of dating, especially introducing... Um, introducing the internet to it, but like, have you been out to a bar and like set up a date with a guy in the future? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do people still meet at bars? Um, I was never good at that. Cause like, I always would come out like, and even just like a party where we know people, I always want to just like do bits with the people that we know. And right. so I'm like, I'll, I'll go home and be like, fuck, I didn't even like look to see if there was right. anybody. There was like this handsome guy in my periphery trying to tap me on the shoulder, but I was screaming opinions <laughs> yeah. about the stranger things at friends or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I just never, and yeah, that bar thing just, and you have no, not that you have any information on Tinder, but like. who knows right but no that's not happening you could feel someone like so for tinder oh your picture works looks like your hobbies are not uh monstrous swipe right oh you swiped right on me now you can at least chat before you even try like there's like one more layer of like let's see if this person's a monster or not but you could also fake it through that yes and then there's also though sometimes you're just like you're so exhausted from it and because sometimes (laughs) you'll go like weeks and like texting somebody and they can weirdly sometimes because like i'm funny over text so then those people are funny you know it's like you're almost like what a good conversation but i was just being funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like sort of uh, as you know i do improv and it's like whenever you leave the stage and someone goes that felt like a good show it's like you had a good show (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. like you always like you always have that friend who's like that show sucked you're like no it was good you just were bad yeah <laughs> That's so, why this text conversation is fucking hysterical. This guy's great. Yeah, I'm doing all the work here. <laughs> but like, yeah. So you'll sometimes go like way too long texting somebody, and then you'll meet them and be like, "Oh, this was like an enormous waste of time. This like, person sucks." And do you think maybe you got in too deep over text? Like, because it's easy to like fall for someone chatting and totally. Yeah. And so then, and so then sometimes you do the opposite where I'm just like, let's just set up the date and then like barely chat and go. And those are often bad. Cause you're like, Oh, if I had talked to him for like three more <laughs> seconds, I would have found out that he's, yeah, just- that's like a weird, uh, sliding scale there. Cause you want to know enough information, to, but you don't want to like 
jump to any conclusions before you're like, oh, this guy is a fucking asshole to waiters. Yeah. Um, which would be like the number one write off. <laughs> um, one time. So there was a guy and I was like, yeah, again, I was like, I don't want to do the hipster comedy guy anymore. And so there's a guy who works for NASA. So I was like, okay, maybe Ooh. just like a weird nerd would be like a fun mix for me. <laughs> and we tagged it. We like briefly texted. And then I flaked like once or twice and he was really sweet about it. And so I kind of was starting to feel through texts. I don't remember why. Just like maybe this guy isn't a match. But I felt like because I had flaked, I had to go on the date. <laughs> and so then we finally went on the date and it was he wanted to meet at 6 p.m. on a Saturday at the uh, food court of the Santa Monica Mall. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we get there and we go to this like Mexican restaurant. He was very sweet, but he was autistic. Um, okay. <laughs> which is, you know, but it's just probably not for me. Right. Um, and then we sat there and he had just seen the Jason Siegel Muppet movie had come out and like dinner. He, we just talked about it the whole time. <laughs> like, he just loved it so much. And then like we left dinner and, uh, and I hadn't seen, I grew up here, but I hadn't seen the Santa Monica mall since it was like redone. And he was like, Oh, like you got to see them all. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, so he just like took me on like a tour of the mall. <laughs> um, going to a mall food court and then talking about Muppets for an hour is yeah. the date I went on when I was like 13. Yeah. Like that is uh, truly like a freshman, like a Long Island date is you go to the mall with like a group of friends. You know a group of girls are going to be there, one of who you like. Your group of guy friends goes and you just fucking mill around and eat free bourbon chicken and try on Mets hats. I was 32. <laughs> <laughs> he was a rocket scientist yeah. legitimately. <laughs> And uh, and then it was he like walked me to the promenade and uh, and then he was like, you're a good date. And I said, thank you. And we like hugged and I never heard from him again, which I was like, oh, like that was mutual. OK. Yeah. And that's maybe the extra burn is like, yeah, I don't think he's for me. And then when they don't call you, you're like, well, what the fuck's wrong with me? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to date you, but I wanted you to want to date. Me. I talked about the Muppet movie for an hour. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> the only person who could be happy about that is Jason. Yeah. <laughs> um, where are first dates these days, especially in L.A.? Because I, I have some single friends still um, and I'll talk to them and I'll find out like there's like the midday coffee date, like the early date. That's if you're really not sure about the person and you want to do like a quickie. Yeah. Um, and then that's always interesting because you you don't want to ask, but you're like, OK, which is it'd be, I'd be fine. There were periods of my life where I was drinking enough that I would not have dated a sober person. <laughs> right now. I wouldn't care about that. But like there are times where you did you talk the coffee date and you're like, Oh, is this person sober? Or yeah. then, you know, you immediately like wonder. And that. it's midday. It's like, uh, LA being off during the day doesn't necessarily mean you are unemployed, but that is a question that can't come. Like you got to try to totally. Yeah. And then it's like broad daylight coffee breath. Like none of the factors yeah. are great. Well, that's like a guaranteed. You're not, fucking or you're not hooking up really after uh, like that's like a this is like a pre-date that's like putting yourself on tape for the audition we'll see if we can call you yeah, in later on yes. <laughs> this is a reading of the packet we'll come you we'll bring you in for a head-to-head -head yeah. later yeah that's so that's an even intermediate step you go from online to day date to uh -huh. then maybe something that has dinner or drinks involved mm -hmm. and for me i i really it takes a lot for me to want to hook up with somebody because for a lot some people it's like the physical thing it's just like let's just fuck somebody for a while yeah. until you can see if you like them enough and i can't do that 
you need a little bit of the connection before. So like oftentimes there are guys and like it, sometimes it happens like you, you meet online and then you chat for a while and then like but say you go on three dates and like there's like a week in between each date. So it almost feels like you've been dating for a month, but I haven't even kissed that person. Oh, weird. And yeah. then it usually ends with me like the third date just being like, I don't want to fucking go, but I feel like I should just in case I'm missing something. <laughs> and then like I'm kind of a dick on the third date because I'm like annoyed that I'm mad at myself and I find them boring. You like and dragged then- your feet there like when you're mom brings you somewhere and you're just like do you like these shoes she's like they're fine like yeah. you're just cranky about it do you want to get mozzarella sticks sure whatever fine. I hate fuck. you know yeah, and it's always like the worse the date the slower the waiter you yeah. know so it's like, <laughs> like i've never done it but I, I had so many times where i almost wanted to like excuse myself to go to the bathroom and, like find the waiter and be like get the check get the check <laughs> here's my credit card yeah just pay for it and get me the fuck out of here yeah. bring it to my car it's out back <laughs> yeah can you swipe it in my car <laughs> Um, is there is there a if you've done uh, some LA based dating uh, is, is there a pattern in places guys choose or for, for for dates? I'm curious, like where where would you go on a first date? Like, well, if someone doesn't want to eat, right? You got to choose a place that has like some alcohol and potential to maybe grab a bite or near a bite place. Well, that's the I always found like the best strategy. Dinner, unless you're really excited about the person, a first date dinner is bad because that's too much time. Right. And so you always want to do a drink. But I was actually at this bar called Bar Bandini. That's an excellent bar. I will plug it because it's owned by Josh Weinstein of the Josh and Josh show. (laughs) Wonderful New York comedian. Um, But he it's a great bar and like it's perfect. I ran into a friend who was on like a first Tinder date there last (laughs) night because it is like the perfect place. What Um, makes a good first date bar? Dark. Dark. there are like areas where you can just kind of be alone and away from people. So you, cause you don't want a lot of people around you hearing you have those like awkward conversations right. and the ability you don't want, you don't want to run into a friend on a first date either. Yeah. No. Although sometimes it's kind of funny cause yeah, like after a- you can text and be like, that was the worst. <laughs> Did you see it? Were you watching <laughs> that guy? Two earrings. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but, yeah, it's usually there's like a bar near wherever I live that becomes my like go to place oh, near where you live. Well, that's the thing where it's like it's a little bit so you want to be like, oh, let's meet in the middle. Oh my <laughs> Sorry, God, Arthur is now dog. getting on your lap. We're having a great time. Artie, how do you feel about dating? Oh, you just hump, <laughs> just hump random we arms. Snarf. We got a s- <laughs> half snarf. You give dating one snarf. <laughs> I love you. Uh-oh, kisses. Uh, so you have uh, you choose a bar near your place. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Because generally, like, and this is, there are certain advantages to uh, uh, gender roles where, you know, it, I think that they should come to the woman's name. Like, I'll, I'll often offer to, like, meet in the middle. Right. But generally, it's kind of, especially if you're not sure about the person, it's like, you can come to me. L.A. is very neighborhoodist in mm-hmm. a way that, like, a buddy of mine who was on Tinder for a bit was like, I won't even pick a, a woman that lives in an inconvenient neighborhood to drive to. I mean, it's true. Like, honestly, like Santa Monica, and this is always like always going to the date. If there was a guy in Santa Monica, I live on the east side, who's like, come to like this bar near me. I'm like, you're an asshole. And yeah. uh, this just isn't going to work out. Like, it's just not going to work out. Uh, yeah, that's too far. Um, and my- you guys got to go to the Gower Gulch Denny's or something. Uh. Like that. <laughs> 
I just tried to think of what's exactly in the middle, and that grossed me out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Meet me at the Gulch. I'm good. You um, know so the main reason you're picking a place close sure. to your home is for comfort and convenience, not for, like, in case uh, my apartment's nearby. Oh, uh, oh no, no, no. Because that's what I think when a dude says, like, let's go to this place by my house is sort of like, in case we want to leave drinks, my house is nearby. No, I'm probably not going to have sex with you for a while. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's more of just like so the least amount of effort for me to get down here. <laughs> I can 100% get behind that attitude. I very much appreciate that point of view. Yeah. I'm like, well, let's go play someplace near me. Ooh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I just I want to get ready, start getting ready as late as possible. Yeah, I want to walk. I don't want to have to park. I'm going to walk down. <laughs> oh, that's uh, uh, that's uh, and so has anyone ever pitched you like the first date that's a, not like an active or non traditional first date, or would you say no to like we should meet and hike or like um, let's go to the beach and have a I don't know. I must have done that at some point, but I can't even remember. I generally, I just, I'm generally very pro alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gotta make sense. I, I couldn't even imagine dating without alcohol. Yeah. Which is an insane thing. I can't imagine a lot of things without alcohol, but I, I couldn't imagine dating without alcohol. Yeah. But then it's also weird because you'll be like, you'll get to your second drink and suddenly you're more into them than you were on the first drink. And you're like, well, what, is this the booze? Like, yeah. Or is this the proximity or the time? Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, that's so stressful. <laughs> You know, like to if you're on if you're going on a third date with a girl and she picks a place that has no alcohol, maybe that's a sign she's going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Although, so how about the third date we go uh, um, bike riding? Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to ride a bike, so that would be anything athletic. I'm like, we're not going to match. Yeah, you wouldn't go on a hike with a guy. No, 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 no. No. Yeah, I mean, cause... actually, I guess it potentially, but like my boyfriend and I recently went on a hike and I had wanted water before and he's like, well, we can walk up. It was Griffith Park. Yeah. Like you can walk up to the observatory and he's like, we can get it there. But I wasn't prepared for the walk was like steeper hike. than I thought up to the observatory. And so I'm just like my back's leaning over and I'm just like, and there's this like me and this like teen who had also given up were like just like hanging by like a tree together and my boyfriend was like way ahead and I was just like this could, if we weren't solid already this could have broken us because you're just seeing the side of me that's like give up yeah I don't think I would choose something like that for a first date uh I would be too sweaty I think mm -hmm. yeah and like then how do you transition to like want to go grab a cocktail in in our Lululemons or whatever? No, no you, you got to do a separate date for that. Yeah, you got to do a separate date for that. Interesting. What are what are some uh, mistakes that you've seen a lot of dudes make, or or at least some of your pet peeves? Well, one thing, which again, I mean, this is in the age of feminism, we should, you know, I mean, I believe, especially if I don't like somebody, I'm really happy to split the bill because I'll feel too guilty. Like, especially if we go to a nice place where it's going to be a big bill. Like, I'm just like, I want to split it because I know that I'm never going to see you again and yeah. I don't want to be an asshole. Um, but sometimes when men don't pay, it really bums. Like, if things are going well and the guy doesn't pay, it kind of bums me out in the yeah. first couple of dates. I can't help but think how many people they're dating at that point if they can't afford like one dinner in exchange for a date yeah makes you wonder if this, you're the fourth person because that, that's what i would pick that's my thing i think with online dating is that i'd be concerned that this woman is and which is completely reasonable both parties are allowed to be but i dating going on four dates in one week or i've heard of people who have like a day date and a night date with two different people so then yeah i guess that gets expensive but yeah you should pay for the lady on the first date one guy was really he was gross but he uh and these are a lot of things that'll happen in your early 20s where you're like you know he said the n-word on the second date so there wasn't a third date but i did have sex with him after <laughs> 
I fucked him. <laughs> he said the N-word in bed, so I appreciate it. <laughs> but it's definitely like, and sometimes when I, I've lied when I've told this story, because I'm like, oh, I never saw him again. He said the N-word on our second date. But like the real the real telling of the story is that I he said the N-word. I was disgusted. I was like, this guy's awful. We had sex. <laughs> and then I left. Um, but this one That's guy... <laughs> We go to like this like Thai restaurant and it was like a cheap like New York-y neighborhood, whatever. And I got one of those Thai iced teas, which can be delicious. Yeah. And it was like maybe six or seven bucks or something. And it wasn't what I expected. Like it wasn't the normal delicious. So I took like two sips and didn't drink the rest. And he paid the bill, but said like, well, that was like seven dollars and you didn't have any of it. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) wait. So that's like... That's awful. Yeah. And then we went up to his apartment, which was right near the restaurant. And uh, we went up to his apartment. And then he I'd met him at like an open mic in New York. And he, uh, That's he then. That's prime. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, your, things are going to go great. He whips out a notebook and tried out a bunch of material on me. Oh, that's so upsetting. That is so upsetting. I'd rather someone say the N-word. <laughs> Wait, that's awful. That's awful to say as a white guy. <laughs> I prefer bigotry to forced listening of stand up. Uh, so I gave him some notes. And gave then, notes, fucked him. And then we have sex. And then while we were having sex, it was again, it was one of those things where you're just like, oh, I, this, I'm, you know. And he was on top of me and he had a necklace with a cross on it. Oh. And his cross went into my mouth as he was like on top of me. It was like dangling. And you're just, again, it's one where you're just thinking about your parents and you're like, this is so like my, my grandma. My Jewish daughter, Allie. If my nana, crucifix currently. If, if my nana from heaven could watch this right now. She be... may have, depending on how heaven works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that is a big part of heaven is like, here's your granddaughter having sex exactly. with a crucifix in her mouth. <laughs> oh, I can't believe dudes still wear chains with crosses on them. Mm-hmm. I'm Italian from Long Island, and I don't even have that. It was the early 2000s. Oh, that's fair. That's yeah. reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> the, that was uh, before, like, that was during the Thai iced tea uh, financial boom. <laughs> <laughs> when they were going for seven or eight bucks Everywhere was the Thai iced tea bubble. <laughs> so, <laughs> the boba. So when we said, uh, do you have any advice for guys so far, it's oh. don't say the N-word, but you will get fucked. <laughs> Don't show stand-up material, but it could still get you fucked. But uh, you'll get notes. You'll get good notes. And, yeah. <laughs> but pay on the first, like, date or two. There's another guy, and this was really shitty. It was a setup from, like, a mutual friend. And this is a time where you should just be on your best behavior because, like, you know somebody in common. Right. And it was going, it was one of the, like, it wasn't great, but it was, like, perfectly fine. It was does that, few- that still, does that still happen? Is that still a common Setups? thing? Yeah. Yeah, I am a huge fan of setting people up. Oftentimes, just like, oh, you're single, you're single. Like, I just, because I, I want to have, like, a bunch of marriages that I, or right, right. Or at least, like, you know, I have a bunch of friends that are single, and I would love to, and my wife has some female friends, but... But all the single friends I have now, they're listening and curious if I'm talking about them. But it's like, I don't know. Like, you're a good friend of mine, but I don't know if I'm going to put you on some other woman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to. I don't want to have to see another woman. Like, you are a breakup with a lot of people. I can't have, like, uh, you know, the boulevard of broken dreams amongst my wife's female friends. Or see, whatever. I'm surprised you have, like, it's a lot of single guys in your 30s that you and Not 30s. a lot of single guys in the 30s, but a, a handful. Because I always find, like, I have disproportionate amount of women. And then there's like one guy that I'm like, who do you want? Me right. At? Yeah. And also like, 
there is that like stigma of like, why are you single in your third? You know what I mean? It's like, it's such a terrible, um, and it's like, Oh, is it, are you coming off of a big relationship? Have you never been in one? These are both two completely different mentalities. I could, I couldn't imagine actually dating is what I'm saying. Yeah. I never really think about it. Um, obviously there's not really a reason to think about it. Like, God, if my wife passed away tomorrow, what would I do on Tinder? <laughs> like, there's other issues that come into play first. But you'd probably like UC, you'd probably through UCB just be able yeah. to like find somebody pretty quick. I would just run through chuckle fuckers for like a year. <laughs> chuckle fuckers. That's awful to say. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I'm being honest. Don't refer to them as chuckle fuckers. <laughs> yeah, to their face. Like, <laughs> that's a different app. <laughs> chuckle fuckers. That's where you look, look through the UCB student registry. <laughs> you're just like blinded by plaid. As yeah. you're like... <laughs> well, every one of these girls has lavender highlights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, magenta strands. Love it. Is that happening a lot with the young UCB girls? I don't know. I think that's just like a classic alt thing. I like it. I'm yeah, a fan. I yeah. think it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's not something I. I mean, obviously, I can never pull it off. I am a the bearded flannel type. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just no. don't have glasses. It's great. Uh, hey, hey, bud. I'm really getting along with Arthur. Yeah, Arthur is digging it. Arthur's all this dating talks got him all. Arthur, up. Arthur's sitting on my lap because Arthur feels bad for everything <laughs> I've been through. <laughs> Arthur's like, okay, crossing the mouth. She needs it. love. <laughs> um. Are there things dudes put in their profiles that are like um, red flags or green flags? Um, well, with Tinder, there's like way less of a profile. Right. It's just like a couple of pictures and like a, a paragraph. Maybe like a joke a or something yeah. like that. But generally, there's like a ton of professions that I've learned in Los Angeles that mean you're just unemployed. Well, that's the other thing, too, is like your profession can be aspirational. Like yeah. you can say comedian, but you truly are a working comedian, comedy writer. I consider myself a, com- a comedian and actor, but there are, I called my, I could have called myself a comedian when I was 22 working at best week ever. As yeah. Well. Yeah. Wait, were you, are you were on, were you I was on a it? PA. Oh, <laughs> yeah. but I, was, I could have still called myself a comedian. At that. I was the like, quote unquote writer in the Los Angeles office for a couple months. Oh, was it, uh, Back when was it Owen Burke doing? No, it was af- I was after Owen. Oh, okay, yeah. I think then you probably were working there while I was working there. But yeah. I never. Yeah, I think I we went to the New York office one time. Oh, so funny. Yeah, I was. Uh, that would have been a while ago. <laughs> 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 Leaving dates out of that for <laughs> both of our sakes. Um, so is there anything like or? Do you see a lot of the same photos? Because I, I yeah, it's without... a lot of like Morgan Murphy's thing is like no car selfies, which I was like, oh yeah, that's a good, that's really good. Like, anybody that's taking a selfie in a car, yes, that's a that's a go to for a lot of people. I see a lot of Instagrams of just like, I guess, are you in traffic? Look in the mirror, say my hair looks good today, and then take a photo. It's of like danger. I mean, I text and drive, but it's dangerous. I mean, I text and drive, <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up in California. <laughs> I can barely drive as a New Yorker, so I I cannot add texting and driving. Driving. Yeah, that's oh, that's good. I, I should... can't drive stoned. I can't drive on a couple of drinks. I just I'm too afraid to do any of that. I can barely drive sober. It's that's like good. That's responsible. Yeah, trying to just get the podcast to go back 15 seconds. To like, <laughs> oh, what do they say on the fucking uh, <laughs> reply all? I'm like, because <laughs> um, I I know uh, something. Uh, quoting a friend here, I'll leave him out. But like a lot of girls, uh, uh, young younger women will have the dog. Like the Snapchat dog filter, okay, in their I, thing, and it's like if you're 
maybe that works on like tw- mid twenties, dude. It's but so like, lame. It's so lame. But I'm also not on Snapchat, so any of those pictures really uh, uh, turn me off because I just I'm just like, what is? Yeah, going why does on? it say L A. or Hollywood like in front of their face or whatever? It yeah. just seems like lame. It seems like a way to find out that like your favorite celebrities suck. Like, have <laughs> you ever gone on like Kate Hudson's Snapchat? You're just like, oh, she's like kind of a loser. We uh, so when I, I was talking about that the other day, it's like I love The Rock, but mm-hmm. I unfollowed them on Snapchat because it's a lot of him holding it like this going we're out here doing our, like just uh, like half motivational humble brags like uh, i'm like i can't do this anymore uh, sorry Dwayne. Yeah, but we know just, you're working yeah like, <laughs> we know you're working you're in every fucking movie we don't need to hear um but then i remember like a snapchat where he's like there she is my daughter i'm like you have a daughter you never speak of that tough guy <laughs> take that the rock um, I feel like do a lot. Do dudes do any shirtless photos? Well, the, those are people that, that I'm gonna say no to. But yeah, there's a lot of like mirror selfies in the house. That's awful. To and me. like shirtless, and then sometimes you'll get like the bulge, um, like a sweatpants shot of like uh, not sweatpants, th- like in a like tidy underwear, and you'll see their bulge. They'll take um, a picture like of themselves in the their uh, under- yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, those are people you're definitely not gonna go out with. But, but. somebody's swiping right on that. I feel like that shit works on uh, gay sites. Like I'm sure, like dudes, because dudes are dudes, and they like that in other dudes, right? But I couldn't imagine like. Somebody's fucking the guy on Tinder who's putting his package. On. I think there's a girl who's like at the gym all the time, and she's right. like, "That guy's got an awesome six pack, yeah. and I just want <laughs> to go to I... Vegas and fuck." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not for me. He says he has a cabana at the pool, so <laughs> he's my husband. Now. We're gonna have sex. <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't like. I guess a a bathing suit photo of a girl that seems you don't have that. Would you have that? Oh, I would no, no, no. There's, I don't allow that ever in life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, uh, on Tinder, no. In reality, no. I, I haven't taken off a caftan in years. Yeah, no. <laughs> I swim in a fucking full caftan in Palm Springs. I wear like a waterproof skirt and top, <laughs> and you're not. You're like to a photograph it. like a fucking Crown Heights acidic woman playing in the water in like a full black skirt with a wig on. The burkini looked good to me. <laughs> I didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like if a, a woman posted a bathing suit, there's ways to be like, "Don't worry, I have a good body." In photos, with do you see a lot of those? Well, that's the thing that men will tell you. They'll be like, "You want to? You don't just want it to be like cute pictures of your face. Like you want some picture." And I had a picture of me in like Lululemons and like a t-shirt, like mini golfing or something. So it's like you can tell that like I am. Uh, hum- I'm put together. Yes, yeah. and then I had like one like cleavagey shot. So like, yeah, that does very well. Most of your pictures are cleavagey shots, right? What? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah. Sometimes you can't help. What it. is it uh, from uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend? Heavy Jewish boobs, right? Oh, heavy boobs. Heavy boobs. Yeah, but I don't have. I think in that like a lot of stuff fell out of her shirt, and yeah. that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> Mine's a little different. It's not real. Yeah, could because I, I was. Trying to think of that the other day, if I had to pick like three photos of myself to be like, this is the best version of Gabriel. Like, headshots was like my undoing. I don't like getting my photos. Oh, that's another thing of like, I don't want to, I'm fine dating an actor, but I don't want a headshot. That's one with his little name, SAG after on the corner. (laughs) I'll fuck an actor, but they have to be SAG eligible. (laughs) Well, yeah, what, uh, what, what would you pick in your pic? Like, I guess you would like, here's a picture of me doing a hobby I like, so you know I'm relatively interesting. Here's me 
in a different country or a different place yeah. or in nature is in nature a lot is like cliff well, yeah. Top. So th- again, those are people I'm not going out. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want? The guy who's taking a MacBook picture on, like at, at, at an airport? <laughs> yeah, like I'll do a cool travel picture, but not like there's a lot of guys that'll do the thing where they they're behind the uh, Eiffel Tower and then they put their finger on it. So it's like I'm <laughs> <laughs> or the holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa yeah. photo, oh. and like they're like pinching like a pyramid or something. Uh- <laughs> That's when you find out how hacky people are because oh, yeah. it's like so many people do the same shit. And then men, if they have a cute dog, I mean, and it's smart. It's smart to yeah. do that because you want. And then my opening line to that guy would be like, "I want him." You know, I love yeah. that dog. Well, also a dog. If a if a single guy has a dog, it's like I am capable of responsibility at, at minimum. Even if this is my mom's dog, I'm taking a photo with. Right. Yeah. Like that's a that's a. I guess one photo would have to be with me and Arthur because that would be a big plus. Oh yeah. Uh, do any comedy people put their stuff like on stage? Like, do you see like, on Oh yeah, stage? there's a lot of a guy on, a guy I've never heard. And, and I'm, I haven't done stand up uh, that much uh, in the last couple of years. So I, I don't know all the like up and comers, but like generally if there's a guy on stage doing stand up and I've never seen him before, I'm like, you're not. Yeah. I can't, good I can't never, I'm not in for that. Yeah. I can't give notes again. Yeah. <laughs> So there's definitely, yeah. And you're also just like, I don't want to go through that struggle twice. Like I've lived that struggle. Right, yeah. I'm I'm on the other side of that. I can't listen to who's getting time and you are not. Uh, Who got passed at blank and you're... Yeah, I have to get a tape together of my new... (laughs) Do you think I could do that uh, Trader Joe's character for us and get get the fuck Uh, out of my house? Um, I th- yeah, I guess I would I would not swipe right or, or swipe I would swipe left on a girl if she had like professional modeling photographs. Yeah, that's. I'd probably... be like, this is a bad sign. And I also, are are you doing any like getting inside their heads a little bit where you're like, I don't even think you would like me because uh, that's how I would feel if I go like if a woman had modeling photos, I'd be like. You seem like you care about appearance. I am not one of those people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would be. I would. I think I would do that almost detrimentally. Like yeah. I'd be like, I don't even want to say yes to her because she's probably going to say no to me. I'd like. <laughs> That seems like very low self-esteem. Well, I also don't like, like, I don't like traditionally hot guys. Yeah. So, like. That helps. Yeah. 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 Like the bachelorette. Like Like a hot surfer. I'm like, I don't want to (laughs) fucking. I don't want to go to the beach on the weekend. How dare you? (laughs) My problem with hot servers is they want to go to the beach. (laughs) (laughs) They have to wake up at like set for sunrise. Fuck you. Um. Uh, the guy you're dating now, you met online. Did he have anything particular in his pictures or bio that you liked, or it just was he's a good looking dude? Oh, I'll swipe on him. I so. don't even remember, and I'm not there anymore. I'm not on there anymore, so uh, I and can't you, get to his thing. But um, yeah, he just looked like a cool dude. Like yeah, possibly uh, wearing an earring. Uh, but handsome- uh, but was like cute and cool. I don't even remember what his pictures were. He just did seemed it like say a normal music producer person. in the. I don't remember because right. we met. We initially matched like a year and a half ago or something. Oh, and so like we started talking and then didn't like he was just out of a breakup and so then like a year went by between and just fired it back up. We text, yeah, over text. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I don't really remember, um, but I wish that we could see those like initial texts. <laughs> but he just seemed like a cool and like normal person. And that's almost an, that's all you need <laughs> yeah like, are you a human let's interact for an hour and just see how <laughs> i consider myself to be a, a, a normal human maybe you are maybe this is something we can find 
There was one guy who was like kind of cute and he was a little more like seemed a little there were a couple outdoorsy pictures, which again, huge red flag for me, but he was like good looking and we matched and then we moved it over to text too quickly. And and then he just sent me a picture and it was just weird because it was like, why? Are you, like, I've seen your profile. We haven't met. Like, why are you sending me a random picture? But it looked like he was in the airport. And so I was like, oh, are you flying somewhere? Are you in the airport? And then he was like, no. And I was like, that's weird. And then throughout the day, he kept sending me like random pictures like from his life. Which I'm just like, what? Like, is he like establishing an alibi while he murders someone? Or <laughs> There's a paper trail. I was, I've been in touch with Ali. You're being interviewed by like the fucking homicide. I was just like, what? Like, why are you sending me an old picture of yourself in an airport? Like, what is that? That's so weird. Yeah. And is that trying to instigate you sending a random picture? Uh, maybe. Oh, that's maybe. And then it's like, oh, 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 hey, you're in an airport. Here's a picture of me doing blank. And it's yeah. like, cool. Here's a picture of me with no shirt on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quid pro quo. Maybe that's what it was. And then sometimes what I would do is I'd like delete the number and just like delete, like swipe it out of my text history. Yeah. But then they text again and then I don't know who it is. You're like, fuck, I can't even backtrack to see yeah, if this is the person. S- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> or a lot of times you're just like, because I would get so lazy with online dating that by the time I went on the date, I'd be like in the car going like, what's this guy's name again? <laughs> I feel like that at auditions. I'm like, wait, oh shit. Have I met this person? Fuck. I should have done one modicum of research. Yeah. Like, I should have been proactive about my career. You can imagine just like you're pulling up to Bar Bandini or whatever and you're like, Fuck, is this the stand-up paddleboarder or the music producer? <laughs> One of the weirder things that ever happened. Hi, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Um, uh, the weirder things that ever happened. So when I met this like, guy, and he was like this gorgeous like French kind of looking guy. Uh, he was like a friend of a friend. I met him at a birthday party, and his name was Stefan. Ooh. And this was pre the Bill Hader character, so it was like cool. <laughs> And I didn't like think he'd be into me because I have low self-esteem. And uh, but then we were like chatting and he's like, I follow you on Twitter. I'm a fan. And I was like, I'm really now I really like you. And uh, and so we set a date and we got him so excited to like, go out with this like hot guy who thinks I'm funny. And uh, we get there and I was like, so I was like, Stefan, like, what kind of name is that? You know, and I probably told like 100 friends, like, I'm going out with Stefan tonight. <laughs> and he was like, no, it's Stefan. I'm Amer- I'm just like American. It's Stefan. And I was oh. like, oh. <laughs> this is over. Oh, like, this is so, so over. Uh, yeah, that's like going from Jean to, oh, uh, no, it's John. Yeah. <laughs> John Murphy. And you're like, oh. Oh, because <laughs> so oh, it's not even Steve at that point. It's Stefan, which is even weird. It's like, like, what name? Yeah. Yeah, that's like an in-betweener. That's like a. That's like a David. I always think it's... No, I'm not going to get into that. A David? <laughs> oh, no. Like anyone... Just like dudes who have like... Who correct you from like... It's Michael. You know, like... Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. See oh, yeah. you later. <laughs> That's such a... Minor... I tend to feel like... I hope this isn't stereotyping. If uh, Michaels that aren't Mike are gay. Hold... Allie, hold on. I didn't say that because that's what I grew up. Because as someone whose name is Jonathan, but everyone calls John, uh-huh. or actually everyone calls me Gabrus, but um, I went by John all through. But anyone who's like, no, it's Jonathan, Michael, David, Daniel, instead of Danny, Mike, whatever, I always assume that they were gay. Like, at least it used to be like that when I was younger. And so that's so funny you said it because that's literally and possibly I've said it on this podcast before, but I that's what I always thought where it's like, no, Michael, I'm like, oh, OK, Michael is gay. Mike is straight because it is Mike is a we, sorry to any gay mics. I know I'm trying to think 
uh, if I know. Besides, Mike is a straight man's name. Yeah, Mike is like a straight <laughs> man's name. Yeah. Mike, Mike is like a plumber's name. <laughs> you, Mike, you have to be in at least two fantasy football leagues. <laughs> oh, I just blew like a legit booger out. <laughs> it's okay. I drooled before. I drooled a little bit before. You have to be in at least two fantasy football leagues <laughs> if your name is Mike. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, but wait, so I'm on a date with Stefan. Oh, okay. And so then the date, like, it was just whatever. And, and those are the most depressing ones when, like, there's plenty of conversation. But, and you're just like, oh, you're ki- like, this should be something. But you realize it's how hard it is to find love. Yeah. Reason. And it's yeah. just like, that's the bummer. Because you either want them as a comedian to be terrible or great. But when right. they're just like, oh, life is just hard. You well, know? That's got to be hard, too, because you can't point to any reasons why it's not working. And then you're like, oh, you're a decent looking guy. You're nice. You think I'm funny. Why don't I like you? Like, why isn't this working? And it's like, am I broken? Yeah. The idea of dating. And you're like, oh, it's so hard to find somebody that just like has a job and is vaguely normal. And then (laughs) that doesn't even do it. It's a bummer. But so, but he was a, I guess it does. I can, what are the chances that he's going to listen to this? But he was a, like a film archivist or something really specific where it's like, there's like two schools in the country that have the program and there's like 400 of them total. And they're all fighting for like the same jobs. So anyhow, so he did it and he was complaining about his boss. This is why I hope that no, (laughs) but he was complaining about his boss because there was some like film archivist or whatever the fuck he did. But there was like a conference in Austin and he was supposed to go and he was so excited. And then at the last minute, his boss decided that he wanted to go and was like, sorry, but like we don't have the money for you. So like he couldn't go to this thing he was like dying to go to. Flash to like five days later, I'm on another like date. And it was one of those where I'm just like in the car, like, who the fuck is this? Like barely looked at his profile (laughs) and we're sitting there and we're talking and he was just like, actually, I'm like a film archivist. And I'm like, that's weird. And he was like, I'm really excited. I'm going to this conference in Austin next week. I'm like, oh my God, I was on a date. I'm now with the asshole boss. Oh no. I was like, it was him. like, Like, what are the chances of that? And the boss wasn't an asshole. It just was only an asshole. Uh, he was fine. <laughs> yeah. But it was definitely weird because I'm thinking like, oh, my God, like five days ago I was out with a co That's really that funny you. to date both sides of one story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, have, like, it's fun enough to hear two sides of a story, but to be here on both on two separate dates. And just also the fact that there's like, yeah, there's like 400 of them in the country. And right. I went out with two in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, I feel like that's probably a red flag, dudes. Don't bitch about stuff. I I know it's easy to complain. It's like a way to get people on board. But like, I don't even want to hear the negativity from my wife. And we've been together for over a decade. I can imagine like on day one just being like, oh, Christ, you won't believe. I'm, I feel like that's something that goes both ways, obviously men and women. But it's like, oh, Christ, this happened, this happened, this happened. It's like if you're complaining on our first date, yeah. then I'm in for a fucking long fucking haul. Yeah, because that is like one of the worst things about a relationship, right? Just having to listen to the other person complain about work. It's like and you like, double your problems. Yes. Yeah. You yes. double the help with your own problems, but you also pick up 50% of other people's problems. Yes. Or and- their credit card debt, depending on your financial situation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so to deal with that on the first, like four dates is probably not yeah, yeah you want to put it off tuck that in but yeah. i want to hear how shitty your mom is on yeah. the first day <laughs> i remember too there was a guy that i went out with this guy was interesting because he said on the first date he's like i think women like, like i have a smell that women really like and it's true because i did think that he like sm- he did smell amazing like his natural body odor was amazing interesting and so weird like, thing to say yeah, because you're basically admitting the thing that was ultimately true. Because I went on a like way more dates with him. He was a dick, and like I went out with him way more than I should have. But because I was like, I think it's good? the 
I I think it's like subcon. It's a weird like, like pheromones. pheromones thing. Like it's comforting to be around him. You're not sure why. But he was such a dick. But this, we had a date where like, and he ended up working really late, but I had like picked up food from this really nice place and brought it there. And then he was like three hours late, which wasn't his fault because he was working. But then we get there and he was like, it's cold and was kind of like complaining about <laughs> the food. Just like, I paid like a lot of money for this and like <laughs> and you and were late. For you for yeah. <laughs> and then he was complaining about work. And I just remember like the way, I don't remember what the story was, but I remember thinking you're the asshole in this story. <laughs> And I was like, uh-huh, sweetie. Like, That's always like, my wife will say that to me sometimes. Where I'll be like, yeah, and this person was like this, and this person was like this. And she's like, the common denominator in all those stories is you, keep in mind. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, for example, the other day, um, Arthur uh, walks in like a circle when he poops, or like at least walks while he poops. So he drops. Classy. So you got to like chase him around a little bit. Um, he was like walking across the sidewalk. Sometimes he happens to be pooping across the sidewalk while someone's walking by. Uh-huh. This couple was walking by, and I'm like, "Oop, watch your step, he's poop." And she's like, "As long as he doesn't poop on my shoes or whatever." And I was like, "What?" And she goes, "Well, he's not going to get." And she's like, frozen in kind of fear of like the twenty pound cutest little gremlin. And I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "He's not going to get on my shoes, are you?" I'm like, "My dog is not going to shit on your shoes." <laughs> and she's like, "Well." Thank you. Okay, fine. I just want... And I'm like, don't you shit on my dog. And she's like, well... And I'm like, it's just as likely. You know, and I'm just being an asshole. And when I, like, I told my wife that story, she's like... You know, to, you know, she uses Arthur. We use Arthur to communicate about each other as the most passive aggressive thing ever. She's oh, like, that's great! Your dad can be such an asshole, but we like it because he defends us. <laughs> you know, something I left out of that story is that that woman was sixty five years old. <laughs> she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me, John? You're a monster!" And I was like, as she said, like, "But I'm proud of you." I was like, "Oh, I'm a bad person." That woman was like a senior citizen. <laughs> well, what's funny though is that you. I was gonna say, is she from Long Island? No, she's from Westchester, so it's close though. So she's just. A Outside the city, well. <laughs> but I was going to say uh, you re- escalate because you were in the right, but then you escalated it so much by saying, uh, "Don't you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is almost what I always do is like uh, counterattack, like too strong. Like a, someone makes like a jibe, I'm like, "Oh, the roast sessions were gone," and they were like, "You really offended my aunt." But <laughs> also, it was like a really funny joke. <laughs> That's where like the career gets confusing because sometimes I'll say things and it's like you. It's very funny to write that, but you shouldn't say it. Right, like. To- Hypothetically, if I can life. get this situation to be set up in a sitcom, it might work. Yeah. But maybe it's not the thing how how humans actually interact. Right. Um, that reminds me, this is just a random story, but you just made me think of it. In one of my first jobs, I was a lifeguard at Forest City Pool in Belmore, town of Hempstead Guard. Um, one of my friends, a uh, girl I went to high school with, like threw some clothes of mine. Oh, she put on my street clothes, like my cargo shorts and Old Navy shirt and jumped in the deep end of the pool and was like, I soaked Gabrus's clothes. <laughs> and then like on her, my break, I like took her backpack full of like oh, everything no. she owned and like threw it in the deep end. She was like super upset and like crying. Like I had like soaked all of her clothes oh. and like books and stuff. And I was like. I thought I was like, you don't, you come for the king, you better watch out. And I was like, oh, I'm a monster. Too far. (laughs) Too far. Also, like, not to bring gender into it, but like for 16 year olds, like a dude should not, a 16 year old dude should not bully a 16 year old girl. No, no, no. They're like too, it's like, you know, too, everyone is too much at six. Everyone's too, uh, not volatile, it's not the, uh, fragile. We're all too fragile. And I like took it too far. And I was like, 
I think the girl hated me like forever. On, uh, I also one time made fun of her for moving her mouth while she moving her mouth while she read, oh. and she was like, <laughs> "I thought it was funny." Turns out I'm a monster. No, now she can't read. She never quickly <laughs> learned to read. read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she can only read in the privacy of like a, her own home. She's like, oh, I refuse to read on the subway. People can see my mouth. <laughs> um, have you had any? Uh, I mean, you've had some bad dates. Have you had any dates that were like this seems so promising, and then only to be like? This one happened. This was a guy. Uh, he was a. He wrote about. I met him on Twitter. I met him at a tweet up. It was when Twitter was first big, and we were all socializing with each other, and we thought that those friendships would last. Oh, uh, that was a short, short time. <laughs> uh, but he was a guy who he wrote about. He was almost like a historian who wrote about like pa- people in the past's versions of what the future would be. And That's like, it's, very interesting. Yeah, I so, love that. Uh, so it was like, what view. a cool job. And uh, and he was like smart and funny. And we had this date where like, yeah, it was just the you just the conversation's amazing and you're laughing. And then he I invited him back to my place and the rare invite. Very huh? rare. Yeah. And we made out and it was like my knees were weak. Like it was just like incredible. And then the next day or like the next morning, he like emailed me like 7 a.m. The next morning he had like watched my stand up videos online and had like read my like clearly he was into me. He wanted to hang out on like Monday. It was like two or three days later. Like it was like I was like, it's on. And then I made the classic girl mistake of then like just watching all of his videos and re- and just like thinking that I knew him and creating a relationship in my head and looking oh. at pictures of him and his friends on Facebook and being like, these are my family now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to get along with this Dave guy, but <laughs> V ruins another trip to Hilton Head. I'll yeah. kill him. <laughs> Like, like Allie, like, who are you talking to? <laughs> like, I mean, we had like a, we lived like a lifetime together and then he like flaked on the Monday date. And then we rescheduled, but then he flagged again. Like suddenly it was just like all of a sudden something happened. It was just weird. And I think I kept, because I was so obsessed with him, I usually like a person of dignity would just have been like, okay, bye. <laughs> but I was like, I don't, it's so hard to have you that date. You allowed yourself to get it. And so then, and then finally, I think I emailed like, what's up, whatever. And he basically wrote like, here's the deal. Like, I hate my job. And I think he was drinking a lot at the time. Like his life was like a total disaster. And I, and I still was just like, well, when things get better, like, (laughs) hey, my life's a disaster at times too. I get it. Let's be disasters together. Have you seen natural born killers? (laughs) I can help you through this alcoholism. I can help you. I'm I'm the one who will fix you. Trust me. And then weirdly, because I kept very close tabs on him for a while, uh, he like he must have met like within that week or something, another girl. And he was married or engaged within like two or three months. Oh, shit. Or maybe she was already in the picture. And who knows? Oh, right. That's like a sliding doors for you right there. Yeah. It's like the one step away from some weird new uh, future version of yourself. Yeah. So it was definitely. And so I and so I followed that closely for a while. But like really for one day, like spent so much brain power on on things. (laughs) thinking about that person but the funny thing is now that was a bunch of years ago and last year I was in the airport I had a layover at Heathrow and I saw him and it was funny because we were sitting I think we were either sitting next to each other or like not and I like realized it was him and I got up and moved but he looked like shit which I was so excited about that's a tiny victory because I was just like oh this is great and then we get on the airplane and like I think he saw me because I got on the airplane and he was so I'm sure he saw me but I didn't look at him and then and I was just so excited that I looked so much better than him. <laughs> and I was excited to see him when we landed. I wanted him to see me. And then as we were landing, all of a sudden, my nose just started be- bleeding like profusely. <laughs> 
you're like in the in the airplane airplane bathroom, like putting yourself together, like I'm gonna crush this. Yeah, and just like just came out of no. It was like, and then it went. It was like we were either taxiing or like in the middle of landing. So I had to go to the bathroom, and so I go, and the stewardess is looking at like she's all strapped and looking at me yeah, like this is like, very you, illegal. Yeah. Like, and she was about to say something, but then she saw my face and like knew that like I had. I was like I don't know. And so like I got some Kleenex. I wiped myself up like enough, but like I had to avoid him at LAX because I was just like there's just blood everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucking awesome. I get a lot of bloody noses too. I'm a total uh, bloody nose guy. As a matter of fact, uh, the the day I lost my virginity, the moment I lost my virginity, I got a bloody nose, and I was while you were having sex. Yeah, while I was on top, uh, (laughs) my nose just opened on started. I like saw it. Like it was like a movie. I saw it land like on her. T- I saw blood drops land on her oh. chest, and I realized that because I was like, you know, like sniffing. Like I thought I had snot. I'm like, this is so weird. I'm about to have sex for the first time. I just we didn't have a condom. <laughs> what can I do to ruin this? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh man, it's finally happening for me. This is all you've thought about for five. Oh god, and then my nose just <laughs> opens up, and we're home alone. She like gives me her mom's robe, and it's too short, and I have like a fucking boner sticking out of the bottom of a, uh, uh. a robe with like blood pouring out of my nose, uh. and I. The only thing I, I tried to like salvage a situation by comedy writing was like I thought women bled the first time was oh. like the joke I made. <laughs> That's she, funny. Yeah, she was like, "Clean yourself up." Yeah. <laughs> and then that was like a beautiful romantic night we set up. For whatever two seventeen year olds could set up. Wait, were there candles and all that stuff? Yeah, there was like all that kind of. Uh-huh. Stuff. What, I just got back from Miami with uh, some friends, and I had bought her a Roxy watch. If you're wondering exactly what 1998 was like, <laughs> <laughs> I bought her a watch from Roxy, and, and it was like we s- shared a six pack of Bud Light and watched like a movie together. Whatever. What movie? I feel like it was Matrix or the second Matrix. Wait, but did you know you were gonna have sex that night? No, I had no idea, and that's oh, okay. why I didn't have a con. Uh, uh, we, I knew we were like seri- getting serious because I went away on a vacation and we like stayed together and I I didn't cheat like opportunities were yeah. <laughs> like there was no opportunities but I didn't even try to the ladies up. of Miami were just <laughs> yeah. the ladies of Miami were looking for a 16 year old gringo staying with his friend's Cuban grandmother <laughs> <laughs> rollerblading to the cafe to get banana milkshakes. I can't believe I didn't get any pussy on that trip. (laughs) And uh, She's so lucky we're available. And then we had sex like three days later on like uh, at like fourth period at her house while 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 uh during school wait like, so after lunch. the nosebleed you got a, it happened we, another time it happened another time like three days we were dating oh, so okay. we, we ended up staying together for a while so she had to stick it out after she the nosebleed <laughs> but it was like that was all built up and then the next time was like on a bunk bed while her mom was at work and like we had to get back for fifth period <laughs> um oh real quick addendum to that story this is supposed to be your dating stories but no please um, we left the condom in a paper towel, like oh on the God. coffee table. Oh God. And she's like, my mom gets home from work at, uh, at this time. You're off seventh period as well. You have to go to my house and get that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Me and my friend is also off on seventh period. We drive there. Her door's locked. I'm like texting her on T9 on my big ass uh, neon green Nokia. I'm like, um, the door's locked. She's like, shit, you have to. So I fucking break, like her, her window opens, the screen is there. I break the screen 
climb into the screen to steal a balled up, uh, a balled up, what is that, what are they called? Condom? Scumbag? Yeah. A Coney, Coney Island whitefish? I'd reach in there, grab it, climb out the window, get in my friend's car. I'm like, drive, drive, drive. He's like, is it in your hand? Is it in your hand? And I'm like, oh yeah. Ah, ah. And it was like a movie where we're both like, I'm like, roll down your windows, roll down the windows. And I like, throw it out as we we're driving back to school. And we get to school, I'm like, ah, like wash my own. But you know what's funny is because like in New York, you know, you'll often see like a used condom on the street. Yeah. And you're like, what's the story behind how that got out there? <laughs> I've never heard song. one before. That's the story. You're in the Uber ride home. You're like, why am I still holding this? <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> That's another bummer thing with dating. If you sleep with somebody that you don't know very well and then like they leave and then you see the condom on the floor next to your bed and you're like, oh, you didn't even, you're, you have no, you're nothing. You didn't I just had up. sex with this disgusting You didn't person. even clean. You threw a condom on the floor oh. after we had sex. I live here, mister. <laughs> you don't care about me at all. And I just had sex with you. Do you feel, uh, uh, gear shift here, do you feel online dating is sort of its own enemy in that because it's so available, so many people are flaking, so many people are multi-dating, that you have to almost go in guarded? Because uh, like, you can't really like allow yourself to really fall for someone because you're assuming, if you're assuming they're doing other stuff and shit like that. Yeah, it's well, yeah, it's a bummer that way because like chances are the and I've been in that phase plenty of times. Like there are times where I really wanted a relationship and there are times where it's like I'm just like vaguely wanting to go on a date or want, or I like somebody and I want to go on a date with somebody online to feel to like get me to not like the person I like, you know, uh, to get your mind off this dude that right. you're sweating or whatever. So you have yeah. to just assume, you know, and that's why it's so amazing when you click with somebody cuz it's like you're both in the right mindset and right. you, you know, cuz sometimes also like it's hard to do an intro texting conversation with somebody that you don't know. And sometimes I'm just like lazy, like I don't feel like being really funny and right. like <laughs> writing jokes for fucking, for you free. know, <laughs> yeah, for Tinder. <laughs> So like to get to a place How is your where Tinder you're packet? Are you- <laughs> yeah, my Tinder. <laughs> that, yeah, that pressure of like finding the funny line. I don't remember what mine was. I think it was like I'm smart but can't fix my printer or something. I don't, it was, I don't know. My friend Jen Stasky was like, your your profile should just say, "Let's fuck." <laughs> Um, yeah, that would be such a complicated thing to read. Be like, oh, this is layered. I don't trust Either she's you. funny or most people would be stupid and be like, yes, th- yes, yes, please. please. <laughs> um, but wait, what was the question? Yeah, no, you're show- it's You're showing up, you're like cause... afraid to let yourself be fall for someone because you're worried that they are doing this with three other people or like yeah it's total and yeah oftentimes it'll have where somebody like is like i'm so excited to go out with you and then they'll flake and flake and flake and it was like I, maybe in the moment you were or you're just full of shit yeah like, or like i i know i flake on things i really want to go to and it's just an la thing maybe a little bit or a mid-30s thing or i don't know well it's also just like okay i just got home from work like do i want to talk to a stranger do i want to i'd rather either sit home in sweatpants or get drunk with a friend yes. like i don't want to like make conversation with those a are like literally my two favorite things yeah getting that, drunk or high with friends or being in sweatpants getting drunk and high at my house <laughs> yeah i mean it's so that's like super hard but um i i had a point on that question and what was it um oh my fr- i have a friend who was like you who had broken off an engagement but she was always in like really long relationships had never done any online dating and it was fun to watch her sort of go through it at the- well it wasn't fun but like she would get so offended if a guy dropped off right and you have to just explain like it's so not personal he doesn't know you you don't know he could be married like you have no right, idea right i could yeah i don't think i can handle like 
although my career has gotten me good at managing rejection, I don't think I could handle like, oh, I actually think I might like this girl. And then like she doesn't like, but I guess that's just dating in general. It's just happening on a grander scale. It, uh, it's just happening faster because of technology. Or but whatever. also, it's just like you don't know the person. Like, there's you can't take it personally. They haven't met you. They, right. You know. Right. And also, like, why are you falling so hard for someone based on five pictures and a text conversation as well? It's all fantasy. It's all. Right. Because you're. Well, I do it with work. Like, when you go on an audition or you're like, ooh, if I got that job. Uh-huh. And then you allow yourself to momentarily enjoy the idea. And then you're like, oh, shit. What if I really did? Oh, I could. I would work the next eight weeks. I can make some money. Oh, and then I'd be, oh, I'll be off in time for Chris. All of a sudden you're like yeah. super, and you're like, oh, I hope it's one of those places where they're like, there's cool snacks. And like, you're in so uh. deep down, like imagining a job. And then the most common thing is you don't get it. That's yeah. the business. And it's like, and or you get it and it's not even close to right. what you wanted it to be. Yeah, That makes it even more of a dating analogy yeah. where it's like, yeah, of course, most people aren't the right match for you. Yeah. And then you go on top of it and you go and you're like, oh, yes, perfect. Just like I, oh, fuck, this guy takes car selfies. Yeah. But that's where, um, to bring it back to the, the, the best-selling book, The Secret, uh, when, when they talk about... I know about... you kept saying this is what you wanted to talk about. I was like, no, let's talk about dating. You're like, we should talk about The Secret for a little bit. This very timely book, The Secret. <laughs> we should probably explain to our listeners what a book is and then also what The Secret is. But the whole thing, right, you're supposed to visualize what you want out of your life. But then also with jobs and stuff or like with a person that you're, you end up just idealizing and then getting overly excited about right. something. So it actually can ruin your life. Yeah, I've had a hard time with that lately because... For a while, I was doing like the set yourself up for rejection thing where you're like, I'm not getting it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get it. Who cares? I'm not going to get it. doesn't bother me. And I'm lying to myself when I say that. And, and then it's, it's not negativity. Like, yeah. And when you don't get it, it's not like you feel better. Like you're like, see, told you I wasn't good enough for that. Yeah. So then I started trying to do the other one. And then I allowed myself to go a little too far. I think there's a sweet spot for the secret. Yeah. Like where you're you- not just like, fuck, I could finally put a down payment on a house if I get this job. You know, yeah. Like- <laughs> you want to think positive, but not too positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to be realistic without being pessimistic or be optimistic whilst maintaining realism mm-hmm. in some way. Uh, yeah. And I feel like. Tinder is like the fucking diner menu of like, did I order the right thing? Do I even want Greek right now? Like, what am I doing with a gyro? Should I have breakfast instead? Like, there's just so much to choose from. Yeah. And I often like in retrospect, I'm like, I never would have actually like dated these people. But part of it is like being a creative like writer and wanting to experience things. And part of it's just having a lot of self doubt and being like, okay, so I'm going to go out with a 60 year old. Maybe the 60 year old. (laughs) I want to be like the shop girl. You know, there's something to be said about companionship, even if it's for 90 minutes with a stranger talking over dinner you know there's some not uh, if it's like three times a week for five years yeah that's yeah that seems that seems like a lot but like also how else like if you really want to meet someone and get a get in a relationship there's only a handful of ways to do it anymore yeah so it's like you got to put in because that's what i get from a lot of people is that a a real lot of people i know in their mid-30s want a relationship but the ways to go about it are depressing or like tinder does not I mean, I guess Tinder, some people are saying, like, if you want a relationship, maybe Tinder is not the right one. Yeah. yeah but it's hard because then there's so then there's this one. This would piss you off so much. There's this one called Bumble. Right. And so Bumble, the woman has to pick first. OK. And so it's kind of a bummer because men, because they have to increase their odds. Wait, so what is it? it? It's like basically the woman. Yeah. The woman has to make the first move, basically. OK. So men basically say yes to everybody because you can't make the first move. So you have to, like, yeah. up your odds. 
But so you'll match with a ton of guys and then you'll write you then as a woman, you'll make the first move and say hi. And then you won't hear from them because they were just saying yes to yeah. everybody. But what happened was there were like a couple of things. Sorry. Um, there were a couple of times where it's like men that I knew that I kind of thought were cute that were like marginally friends with a friend. There was a guy from high school that I always thought was cute. And I see him on there and I'm like, OK, I'm going to swipe. Yes, he swipes. Yes. And so then I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I always kind of thought that guy was cute. And then I type hi, and he doesn't fucking write me back. Oh. And then you're like, well, now if I see you, like, and I'm not going to forget this, you know? Right, because now it's like someone tangential. You might see. Yeah, I guess you run into the same issue as, like, if you hook up with a friend of a friend. Like, oh, the, I guess so-and-so is going to be at that party. You're yeah. Like, and you're oh, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. That didn't end well. Like, you're multiplying the chances of that happening on Tinder. Yes, you're getting out of your friend groups, but a lot of them have that, like, do you have one person in common type thing or, oh yeah, that would be hard seeing, seeing people, you know, on a dating app is always, well, just the, the boldness of like, if don't then say no to me, if you're not going to write me, because if you're right. saying yes, and then I have to fucking make the first move. And did now you say like, like, Hey, I think we went to high school together. Hi. No, I mean, we know each other. So I think I was, I probably made a joke, but like, like you kind of, in those things, fancy you want meeting you here. You want to do the medium <laughs> spot where it's like, you're not being like, let's fuck. You're being, you know, you make a joke. So it could be friendly. Right. So it sort of protects you from yeah. rejection. Oh, weird. You're here too, huh? Yeah. Are, is yours a social experiment too or are you lonely you? and sad <laughs> one thing that happened another this young comedian he was a very sweet guy but it was a time where I was like I just want to like have a casual thing and so the guy was like 25 or 26 um, and I was like 35 like it just wasn't going to be anything <laughs> But th- that age difference is so big. And he was a very sweet guy, but he was literally just like fresh out of, you know, he'd like driven cross country to be a stand up comedian in Los Angeles. <laughs> like it wasn't going to be like an equal. He was like dying for like a PA job somewhere. <laughs> like it wasn't going to be good. But he was very sweet. You were and... two very different stages of your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so even just like physically, it would be weird. But he <laughs> he then he's very sweet. And we're like Facebook friends. But he sent me um, a draft. He wrote a book that was um, an autobiography from the perspective of his penis. Okay. <laughs> is there a chapter about his 35-year-old com- comedy fling in there? No, there isn't because I didn't get even close to his penis. <laughs> but he asked me for like notes. And it was like 400 pages. <laughs> And I'm it's like, fun to find how many dudes are dating you solely for uh, comedy feedback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I have you on this podcast, by the way. I want you to read a spec of mine. Well, that, a lot of dudes. That's the thing in LA too. I'd, I'd pick a lot of editors because I'm like, okay, you're you're you're. We don't do the same thing, but like we but probably you're like creative the same things. Or you get crazy schedules. But a lot of times you sit down and they're like, I want to be a writer too, and yeah, then it turns yeah. into a meeting, and you're like, oh yeah, you're like, oh fuck, cool. You brought a PowerPoint. <laughs> but but I was like, this guy wrote, which like I haven't written a 400 page. <laughs> book like that's so much work and like it was all just the same thing where it was like i met then when i was 13 i met beth and oh man i was excited (laughs) i feel bad if he's listening (laughs) i know oh i hope you're not listening guy whose name i forgot (laughs) who wrote a book about his i don't think he is if uh, it has not been published (laughs) (laughs) tiny victories uh that's really um all right, so I th- we, we can wrap we can wrap it up here. Sure. Alan, thank you so much for coming by and chat. I'm so excited to hear about great dating. time. The only dating I hear about is from guys my age who are maybe dating 25 year olds, and all their complaints about the girls are 
how they act like 25 and yeah and you're like why are you dating a 25 <laughs> you don't have to do that i mean i see why like i know why uh-huh. but maybe you need to reorder priorities at this point but also i find with those guys i'm like that's not a guy who's ready for a real thing right because that's i think that's why they're avoiding girls their own age often is like they we're challenging yeah, like they're like <laughs> you know women in their 30s they they know what they want to get married it's like that's completely reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you're not allowed to say, like, that's bad. Like, I get it. Fine. You don't want to. That's fine. Do yeah. whatever you got to do. But, like, that's... Not, of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> Most people do. It's okay. Um, but and I, I think if, if there's anything you take away from this, stay married. Yes. Well, yeah, <laughs> don't worry. I I, uh, I don't want to do anything else and also don't know if I could. Um, yeah. No, I, I, tr- I truly believe I lucked out. Because, you know, like, there's that dude mentality of just like holy shit like i've been with one woman since i turned 21 mm-hmm. and then i'm like but it's been great so maybe i shouldn't be like what could have like that just feels like everybody is a nightmare yeah. so if you have somebody and you're used to the way that they're a nightmare yeah I, if i if i wasn't married god knows what i would be like currently at 30 like if my first of all <laughs> my life would be in shambles i don't even think i'd be a comedian i'd be like a long island lifeguard <laughs> <laughs> swim coach or something you, yeah you'd work at like a fish restaurant <laughs> yeah, i would definitely be <laughs> a fucking oyster shucker at otto's bar and grill on the woodcliff canal <laughs> <laughs> uh, Allie, thank you so much for coming. Where can thanks uh, for having me? Where can people find you online, oh. or do you have anything in particular you want? Twitter dot com slash I'm Allie Waller. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, anything, anything you want to plug? Do you have any upcoming dates? Or I uh, don't. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, check out Allie's Twitter. It's very funny, and if you like, uh, um, if you like comedy, you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't have a positive tag for that, but now I got to wrap up this I fucking have nothing podcast. Nothing going on. <laughs> As always, I'm at John Gaberson on Twitter. No H in either. I also have nothing going on. So help yourself to uh, some more episodes of this podcast. Rate me five stars. Roast me in the comments. Tell your friends to listen to this podcast. Buy a fucking high and mighty T-shirt. Just <laughs> help Uncle Gabrus out. All right, help me out, brother. Um, all right, thanks for listening, shitheads. Bye. Bye. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>